Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noda Francesco, and I am joined, as always, by my grandpa Husker Dan from Husker Max from the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, how you doing on this uh, fine Sunday? I guess afternoon now. We, we recorded at like 8 o'clock in the morning these past few days, but uh, now it's nice. It's middle of the day, so we're yeah, not Mac, I don't have my jammies on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's that's a good day for me, you know. Yeah, we we've brushed our teeth, we've eaten breakfast, we're all good to go. <laughs> uh, but uh, there that, should be no yawning in this one, okay? Exactly. No <laughs> you're exactly. In, you're in mountain time, so that's an hour earlier. So, and when yeah. I was 16 years old, I wasn't up that early. <laughs> I was. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I. Well, whatever. Uh, we'll 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 do it. We'll do it for the podcast and for you guys. Uh, we thank you guys uh for for listening to these last few episodes. We hope you guys have uh, enjoyed them, even though it's been uh, I mean, last week we, we're going to talk about this Illinois game, but last week we talked about what we kind of thought Nebraska was going to do, and I think they basically did what we thought they were going to do. Um, but we're going to start off real quick. A Husker volleyball update. Uh, Nebraska had two games this week. Uh. One against the monkey that is always on Nebraska's back that I can't seem to shake is Wisconsin. They got uh, shut out by Wisconsin uh, 3-0 on Wednesday. And, uh, I mean, not great because they're under conference. So, But it's still Nebraska's 19-2. We also then rebounded and beat Maryland Maryland, uh, last night 3-0 at at home. And uh, Nebraska's tied for first place in the Big Ten West with three other teams, I believe it's Wisconsin and Ohio State. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the, so they're th- dropped to a three-way tie in conference. Um, but Nebraska gets a rematch with Wisconsin on uh, the 25th of uh, November. So coming up here in a month or so, uh, uh, it's a, it's the day after Thanksgiving, I believe. Yeah. Um, and uh, so – We'll have to see what happens there. That's, I mean, Wisconsin's the team that Nebraska, like Nebraska has the only two losses for Nebraska are against Stanford and Wisconsin. Right. Uh, Nebraska was ranked number one uh, nationally going into this game against Wisconsin, I believe. Yep. Um, and the first time since week one of the season, they've been number one. Um, and I, I think they deserve that. They've been destroying these top ranked teams, but then you get to number five, Wisconsin and you get destroyed. I don't know if it was a mental thing, but I'm sure that they'll get it fixed. I'm just glad that that's that, that result isn't in the tournament. It's regular season because yeah, right. the way that volleyball works, like, I mean, it's important for you to do well in the regular season, but it's when you get to playoffs, it's playoffs. You play well, then I don't really care what you did in the regular season. Um, so what, one thing, one thing, Will, I watched that, uh, the Wisconsin game and they lost the first set by two points. I mean, that's obviously you have to win by two points. Yeah. Uh, and then they came back in set number two. And at one point it was 20 to 10 Wisconsin and Nebraska came back to tie it at 23 and they ended up losing 25, 23. They were down how many, I, I don't, I'm sure it happens but not with that caliber of a team. Exactly. I Wisconsin thought they got this thing in the bag and the Huskers wouldn't go away. They wouldn't quit. If you'd have asked somebody to bet on the odds of that happening, that they would catch them, uh, even come close. That's no, not going to happen. Not against the Wisconsin, yeah. maybe a, a lesser team, but so that was, that was great to see. And they're still running this six, two offense and, 
they still haven't got the bugs worked. It's worked out. It's it's about halfway through the season, so they need to. Yeah. Uh, it'll. I don't know. I don't know if to. I think it'll shape up. I mean, as we said before, this team is good enough to win a national championship, and yeah. they'd be doing it at home. So they have all the motivation they need. They lost really close to this Wisconsin team last year in the national championship. I mean, I can't think of a better year to win the national championship for Nebraska volleyball than this year. Right. Uh, and, I, and I think they know that. And I think they're, they're going to do that. Uh, as you said, just have to get the kinks worked out of the six, two offense. And, um, and then they'll be good to go because they have the talent. They have like, the players are smart. Like it's like, like if, for example, like if you guys don't, I mean, I know that everyone watches volleyball that much in Nebraska. I think more people probably watch Nebraska volleyball than, uh, any other college volleyball team, maybe. I don't know how committed fan bases are, but um, I feel like Nebraska has just been one of the most successful and most fun to watch over this past five, six, ten years. Um, but it would be like if Nebraska just switched its like offense. Like right now we have like a pro-style offense, I guess, under Whipple with more more leaning towards the passing side, not an air raid. But um, say so we switch from that to like the triple option in the middle of the season. Like that's, that's the kind of offensive – like, and then you have to have the players that are smart enough to be able to know, like, yep. and adapt that way. So Nebraska definitely has the IQ and and the talent to win the national championship. It just comes down to do they want it, and I think they do. So you got all those factors going for you. Uh, we'll just have to see uh, when it comes to national championship time who they end up playing and how how they end up doing against them. But we'll see. Uh, anything else you want to say about that in our upfront news segment? No, I I, I just wanted to we got to give, you know, props to the volleyball team. They are, they're great. And I wish I was hoping that they were on TV last night, but they weren't. So I would have watched that. I was watching the Michigan, Michigan state game and some other stuff, and they weren't very good games as yeah, I'd rather watch Husker volleyball. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yesterday uh, we were talking about uh, some of the guests that recruits that came in to Lincoln, you know, in the, the, the atmosphere was electric. It was the, the crowd was there, 86,000 plus people. Yeah. You know, for a team that has won three games, they won three games last year. I mean, this is, this is incredible. Husker fans yeah. are absolutely amazing. And I know that, well, you don't have anything else in that state. Well, that's true, but still, you know, people don't understand this less than 2 million people in the whole state. Yeah, <laughs> most, most of it's on the eastern side, obviously, where yeah. Omaha and Lincoln are. Yeah, but that's just that's amazing to me. And and Husker fans, what is it, three hundred eighty-seven consecutive sellout? Yeah, somewhere around there. I mean, it's just a, the um, like, and Nebraska really hasn't had that much success lately. Like no. ever since Bo Pelini left, we have been right. in one bowl game, two bowl games, two I think, yep. two bowl games since Bo yep. Pelini left, and we're still getting sellouts, and that's been like what seven years since he left is yeah. that right um so i mean the commitment from nebraska fans is just amazing and i love it i mean being a nebraska fan you can see anyone on the street and it's like you'll be you can be like pessimistic about it be like oh you see like whatever nebraska got killed by illinois like you can joke about it with people like it's you're kind of in the misery together i guess and if you like, if as a Nebraska fan, if I'm wearing a Nebraska shirt or I see someone else wearing, I'll be like, Oh, go big red. And they'll know exactly what it means. And then you just have that bond with people. And oh, I, yeah. there's not a lot of other college teams that you get that with 
where you like if I just like if for for example if I was just a Notre Dame fan I don't know how this really works but I feel like if there's just like a if it just it was like go Irish to be like oh you're a Notre Dame fan too like it's not the same kind of thing right and uh, you see it on game days because uh, I actually my my friend he is bro- his older brother's going to Nebraska and they were at the game this weekend and he was like it was his first time ever going he was like this is insane this is absolutely crazy like the 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 atmosphere is great. Um, and you I was never, like, yeah, you should see it when there are balloons. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't, we had to uh, yeah. put the balloons. That's okay. We haven't had that many touchdowns really to, yeah, uh, that's true, but, uh, we'll um, let them off for, but, uh, yesterday, Nebraska had, a you know, they have some of the, the recruits who came in because, um, the high school regular season is over and they have the playoffs. So yeah. A lot of these kids are available. Um, Malachi Coleman was into Lincoln yesterday and but Correct. there was everybody who has been a Husker fan knows Dominic Riola and he yeah. was an outstanding uh, lineman uh, offensive lineman for Nebraska and everybody knows about his son Dylan who is a five-star the top re- quarterback recruit in the nation he's a 24 class I kept thinking for some reason he was a 23 he's 24 mm-hmm. he's committed to uh, uh, to Ohio State he wanted yeah. to come to Nebraska. And uh, so th- this was an unofficial visit. Uh, Dylan uh, supposedly came along with his younger brother, Dayton, who is a class of 26. He's also a quarterback. Nebraska has offered him a scholarship already. So there was a mini you know, family reunion yesterday with, with uh, Donovan, who is the offensive line coach for Nebraska, Dominic, who is the dad, and then the two kids. And yeah. – um, and I have said this before. This is, I, I just, I just has this feeling because if there, there's going to be a coaching change. And I, I, I still think that, that uh, probably Mickey is not going to be the guy. Uh, and I, and I love him to pieces. He's a, you, know, you and I have met him. Have yeah. Talk with a great, him. great guy. Great guy. Uh, great guy. I, I, I love him to pieces. I do not think, I don't think the loss yesterday helps his, his chances of getting the job, which is unfair because it's it's not his team, it's not his coaches. It's it, he's just in there trying to steer the bus to keep it off the you know crashing into the. Yeah, yeah, he's just like the bus is the bus is coasting yeah. right now, and he just has the steering wheel, so it's not he's not able to put on the gas of the brake or anything like that. I was I was thinking that because, well, the the latest rumor out there, and I I'm just going to highlight it, and I. I've heard it from so many people. I, I have no idea if it's true or not. It seems to make sense that uh, that Frost, I'll, I'll just be real, I'll kind of gloss over this. Frost failed to attend a Rayola family gathering this last summer in Chandler, Arizona. He was, Scott was down there apparently playing in a, in a golf scrambler or a golf tournament, whatever. And uh, I'll just say that he was unable to uh, attend the family gathering. And then, supposedly Dylan said, I ain't going to play. This was, this was like uh, in the spring, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then right after that, Dylan, the quarterback uh, commits to Ohio state, but he wanted to come to Nebraska. So let's see if this little faux pas, and it's not a little faux pas if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, that is true. Um, that uh, maybe, maybe Dylan says, Hey, <laughs> Let's see who the new coach is. I got another year and a half before I have to come to wherever I'm going to go. Uh, yeah. And who, now, 
if Ohio State is calling you, that's pretty you're in pretty good hands there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so but having said that, a kid grew up being a Husker fan. It's like, you know, I don't know. You got one chance to play college football and your dad, um, you know, started in Nebraska and, and, you know, your uncle is the current, you don't know if he's going to be still there, but, but yeah, I mean, yeah. There, there are some, there's family history and, and family ties to that. I have said before I heard about this, this rumor um, that uh, I thought that this is going to be a new coach that I would not be surprised if Dylan reneges on his commitment to Ohio state. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that, um, I mean, a lot of, we've talked about this before that a lot of recruiting is relationships with coaches. And if like, I mean, if that rumor is true, that is like, I'm not blaming Dylan for that at all. That is clearly like, that is his decision. That's like perfectly fine for him to make. I totally get where he's coming from with that. I'm not upset for any, I mean, I'm upset at Frost if he's doing that, but anyway, yeah. so, but I do think I, I agree with you. I think that, I mean, as we were talking about before, Nebraska fans will always be Nebraska fans. It doesn't matter. Like, I feel like, like I'm, cause I'm a junior in high school right now. And I'm thinking like, oh, okay. Like I want to go to a college that has big sports or whatever like that. So then, but I'm like, well, I still have to be a Nebraska fan though. And if I don't, if I'm not going to go to Nebraska. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> so it's just going to be, I have to balance the interest because there's no, way I'm not uh, like, I can't just stop becoming a Nebraska fan. It's just, it's in, it's in my heart and in my blood. So it's, it's not like something that you can just stop. And I think that uh, if Dylan's like the same, I mean, there's only 2 million people in Nebraska. I'm pretty sure 98% of them feel the same way that I do, that you just like can't stop being a Nebraska fan, no matter how bad they are. You watch them. Like I, I, I couldn't watch the game this week cause I was working, but um, watching highlights, watching whatever, checking the score every five seconds. And Dylan just like, I mean, he even has a stronger connection to it with his, with his, um, with his dad and his uncle, both really, uh, really strongly connected to, Nebraska as well. And one of them starring at Nebraska. I mean, I just don't, I see it as a Scott Frost getting fired, I think helped Nebraska out in a lot of ways. And if we can get a five-star quarterback uh, from a freshman, we can start from freshman to his junior year. That'd be amazing. We don't throw on the transfer portal uh, for, for anything, but um, yeah, no, I think, I think that Dylan's Dylan might flip uh, flip to Nebraska. I I could definitely see that happening. I would not be surprised if that happens um, when, when we name a new coach. I don't think it'll happen before then, but it might it might happen a little bit after he would announce that he's either detracted his statement of commitment yeah. from Ohio State uh, after like if if there's any indication of him like if I think that the the chance of him flipping goes way higher uh, if Nebraska yes. announces who they who their new coaches and then he's like okay I'm withdrawing my commitment from Ohio State just to consider other options and then he plays a senior year at high school and then. And then he decides from there. Uh, I think that that's going to lean way more towards Nebraska if he see, if he decommits from Ohio State. Uh, if he stays committed to Ohio State after, but he still has all these unofficial visits and stuff, I'll still be a little bit hopeful. But it's not the same because he's still committed to Ohio State and he hasn't withdrawn that yet. So it's it's not really a state. His statement of intent is still I'm going to go play football for Ohio State. Um, but I, I hope that he flips. Uh, because it would be weird to see Ryle on the back of a uniform that's not one of the big guys on the offensive line. Right. It would be, it would be interesting. But uh, anyway, let's get into this uh, game from yesterday. Uh, 
Illinois 26 to 9 over Nebraska. Illinois improves to 7 and 1 on the year. First time since 2011 or something like that that they have seven or more wins right. in a season uh, <sighs> or have a winning season. Sorry. Uh, which, I mean, just really good for them. Brett Bielema has done a great job with Illinois, uh, kind of bringing them back from what they were. Uh, Illinois used to be the laughing stock of the Big Ten, and now look at them. So, uh, first place in the Big Ten West, and we'll, we'll see. Uh, but w- what were your in it? What were your surprises uh, coming out of this game, Grandpa? Wow, um, I was surprised in the in the second quarter, Nebraska. I was I was it was nine to to six. And I was more surprised at, I guess, the six. I guess that was the yeah. Nebraska was leading the game. And I thought, well, maybe, you know, we had, we had, uh, I think at the half, uh, I think we had 215 yards total offense. And that's what they allow for the whole game. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I thought, I thought that Chase Brown would have 150 yards by the by halftime. I, you know, we did. We have not been able to stop any runners. And and to Nebraska's credit, they played. You know, I'm sure you can say inconsistently that was true, but defense at times was really dang good. And you know, I gotta, you gotta give some props to to Bill Bush. He's come in in midstream too, and has, uh, you know, he's made changes and and. They actually, but you know, uh, the the other thing that uh, Illinois scored a total of six points in the second half. Six points. If you have any kind of an offense, you know, you can win that game. So their offense isn't great. Our defense played well at times. Uh, other times we were didn't know we didn't look like what we were, we knew what we we're doing. But uh, so the the other the surprise was. Uh, Wisconsin, excuse me, uh, Illinois averages 26 points a game on offense, and they allow just a tad under nine points a game, and the score is 26 to nine. <laughs> yeah, That's I was amazing. just looking at that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yep. And then their well, quarterback, I mean, Tommy uh, DeVito, DeVito. Yeah. went 20 of 22. Yeah. I think his performance won the game for them, I want to say, because – he didn't make mistakes. And if you, if Nebraska, if Nebraska committed four turnovers, if you're going to commit four turnovers, turnovers and win right. a game, you need the other team to make at least three. Right. I mean, I, you can, I think you can still win a game and have a plus one turnover differential. Um, but, and sometimes you'll win with a plus two, you rarely see plus three and beyond uh, winning. That may I mean, that's just a complete mismatch. And you just, the other team doesn't capitalize on those turnovers. Illinois capitalized on all of the turnovers Nebraska had. Illinois one turnover, and Nebraska immediately turns the ball over right yeah. after that with Chubba Purdy yeah. uh, throwing the interception, which was just a terrible interception. Uh, you wrote here in our you wrote here in our notes that you, the little script you said we now know why Thompson is the starter, <laughs> and I 100% agree with that. I thought Logan Smothers looked good last year against Iowa in that game. Brought him in for this one. Yeah, Chubba Purdy looked terrible. Uh, I mean, I don't know if. I, I guess he just kind of had a bad game, but still from what we've seen of him, he's good. He just isn't Casey Thompson. And uh, I mean, we'll see. He can, Chubba can definitely improve. I will, I will say that there's a, it just was a lot of football IQ stuff of like, he's getting chased to the sideline, 
throw it away. Throw it back across the middle. There was no one there. I don't know where. I, I, I kind of saw where he was throwing to, but, like, it wasn't even close. It was, like, maybe five yards behind the guy and not even close enough to, like, if he if the ball had just kept going and there wasn't a defender there, I don't think it would have got to the receiver. Um, but we'll see. I don't I don't know. It's I hope Casey's okay. I did look up his status and uh it's uh uh who sorry, uh Mickey Joseph had said that uh Thompson's day to day. Uh he said that his throwing hand went numb, he got jammed on the elbow and it kinda like hit right. the nerve or whatever. That's what that's what Mickey Joseph uh was informed of and he said his hand is numb, but um he said he should be fine for next week. Uh, hopefully at least, uh, it didn't look too bad. It just was, a. I mean, he clearly got hit on the arm or something because that, uh, interception was terrible. And I mean, that's not, I'm not blaming that one on Casey. I'm blaming that one on the offensive line because you allow the pocket to collapse that fast that, uh, I mean, the offensive line has played better. I think I would like to see, uh, Tommy DeVito play quarterback behind our offensive line. I think he'd be running for his life too. hundred percent. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just terrible. You can't, and they played well at times, but not consistently. And that's, that's the thing that, that uh, Mickey has been trying to hammer on these kids. You got to be physical and you got to be consistent. And they're, they can show aspects of being physical and, but you know, it's just it's just sad. We, we you can't block anybody, so you can't run. You don't give your quarterbacks time to do anything. They they got somebody in their face right away. Uh, it's I don't know. It's it's frustrating. And uh, yeah, and I imagine it's frustrating for for Casey. And then when Chubba gets in there, Chubba's like, "Oh, okay, I'm good. Like I know what to do." And he's like, "Oh, crud! I got to run around for my life. Like what? <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> like this is so much harder to play quarterback here." Um, I mean, what did you think of the substitution, the the substitution uh, sequence? Uh, 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 Casey goes out, and then who do they bring in? Logan, Logan's father's. Did that was did that was that a head scratcher to you? Kind of. I mean, not really, because I think Logan's father's has had more game experience in the Big Ten than Chubba Purdy has. He's also been at Nebraska longer, so I get. I think that they've placed him on the depth chart above Chubba Purdy because Chubba's still learning. Uh, about playing in the Big Ten because he played at FSU and the ACC. In all honesty, the ACC is probably the worst Power Five conference by a long shot. I can't, and maybe the Pac-12, but the Pac-12 is good this year, so uh, we'll see. I don't know, but I feel like the ACC just competition-wise, there's the the teams there aren't as good, uh, and he also played during the COVID season as well. So it's like the, I mean, he doesn't have that much game experience and it was a bigger game against a good Illinois defense. Um, so I, I think that it was smart to go to Logan and they've, they've let him try to like prove himself to them. Both those guys looked really bad. So I don't think they're going to switch anything depth chart wise right. coming into next week. Um, if, if Casey Thompson's out for next week, which I don't think he will be, which one of those two do you like in there? Because they both were pretty bad, but which one was, I guess, less bad in your opinion <laughs> um i think uh, it just depends on the defense they're going up against uh if if uh, if a defense is more susceptible to a running quarterback and maybe you throw in some option there maybe he's the guy logan <clears throat> chubba and chubba has been in and and spelled uh uh casey uh several times because I, I guess i was kind of surprised that i i wouldn't disagree with what your observation is um, yeah. Well, I think that maybe what Mickey saw 
is what I saw in the first half is that like when we were running the ball with Anthony Grant, we were yeah. running the ball really effectively. Yeah. I don't know why we stopped running the ball. I think it's because we started getting behind and we had to make yeah, up those plays said, faster. Yeah. yeah. Um, but still, I mean, the running the ball was working really well, and I think that's why they put in Logan instead of Chuba. It may be part of the reason uh, is because they saw that Illinois couldn't really stop the run that much, at least with Nebraska. Uh, they, they Illinois has been able to stop the run everywhere else. I don't know what they're what happened to the run defense, um, but anyway, I think that. Logan's Logan's definitely the better runner out of the two. And I think that's just what they saw. Uh, he's not the better passer. Chubba is definitely the better passer, but um, I don't know. It's, it didn't look great. I would like to see, I, I think, I don't know if Casey's out next week. I think I might have to go with Logan. I think that uh, Chubba's too green. I think for, for big 10 playing, you're going up against uh, Minnesota who is good. Minnesota is not great against the run. Their defense isn't really that great. Um, but I'll, I'll have to do a little bit more research, but they run the ball really well as well. So we'll, we'll have to see what happens there. We've got a pretty good example of what happens when Nebraska meets a high caliber running back. Chase Brown's in the conversation, as I mentioned last week for the Heisman yep. and, uh, Mo Ibrahim's not at least not yet. We'll, we'll see, but he's been putting up similar numbers to Chase Brown. Um, just the problem is Minnesota keeps losing. Uh, so yeah. Um, anything else, what else do you have from this game, grandpa? Um, it's just the, the set, I, you know, the highlight, if you want to say that is, uh, that pass that uh, Casey threw to Travis vocal. Yeah, that definitely. was a heck of a catch and a Casey, the only place that you could throw the ball, I think was where Tracy caught that. And I, when I was watching him lumbering, you know, that was 53 yards. Yeah. I said, man, I, cause I know he's had an ankle injury and has kept him out. But the guy's six seven. Maybe he was yeah. slow mo, but the dude is nobody could catch him. So yeah, it was yeah, that was beautiful. If we yeah. could have, you know, should have, would have, could. And then Ramir Johnson dropped that pass. Probably would have been touchdown. They had him wide open. It was the right play. And you know, yeah, to win a game like to beat a team like Illinois, you got to have everything going for you. You got to make the catches. You got to make the blocks. You got to make the stops. Which is true of any game I spent, I suppose. But that was that was a semi-winnable game for the Huskers. I chances are, if if uh, Casey had stayed in for the whole game, I think the passing game probably would have broken open a little bit better. Probably yeah. going to be Trey Palmer. They were, you know, they they're not dumb. They, they their defensive coordinator knows all about Palmer, and but you got some other options there. Uh, Alante Brown. Uh, had some yardage, uh, you know, uh, you'd like to see Marcus Washington in there. Uh, yeah. Tommy Hill, who has been moved from defense to you know, wide receiver position, yeah. plus returner. I didn't see him much in there. Um, and yeah, that's I don't know. the nation's number one defense for goodness sakes. Yeah. And we looked first half, we looked really good. Yeah. Uh, our defense just kind of fell out of it. I think Casey's injury didn't really help a lot with that. Right. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens to him. I hope he's back for next week, as I said. Uh, but I mean, you have Anthony Grant in there who, again, we're, we said why they didn't utilize him. We needed those chunk plays. Um, but Chancellor Brewington looked really good. I think he had one catch for like 40, 50 yards that almost broke for a touchdown, um, off a screen, I think, which is great play design and and blocking downfield. But, uh, I, I mean, he looked good art. 
our tenants definitely have depth if Volklux gets injured again. Uh, and when Volklux is a senior, so he'll be gone next year. Uh, so I mean, I believe he's a senior, uh, but I yes, think he is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but so he'll definitely be gone next year, but our depth at tight end looks really good. Uh, I know that when Volklux was injured, we had uh, Fedoni and uh, Brewington uh, kind of sharing snaps there, and they both played really well, and Brewington played really well again today. Well, Fedoni hasn't played at all. He's, he was hurt again. In oh, the who was uh, – there was someone else I was thinking of. Uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, Brewington's been playing really well. Uh, yeah, and yeah. The, the other tight ends that filled in, I'm not worried about or depth the tight end for next year, but uh, I don't know if we need to have that conversation now. Um, next up against Minnesota – uh, who lost to uh, – oh, did they – no, they had a bye this week, this past week, I believe. Um, uh, maybe they didn't. Let's see here. Minnesota um, but, beat Rutgers. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, and, I mean, what what are you thinking is going to happen in this one, Grandpa? Uh, <laughs> you try to find – if you're a Husker faithful, you're trying to find three more wins, get bowl eligible. Man – you see what Minnesota did to Rutgers? Um, yeah. 31 0. Yeah. And then and, and we lost and we beat them by one. <laughs> right. So it's like, where do you, is it Minnesota? Michigan? Wisconsin? Wisconsin beat Northwestern 35 to 24 and we lost to Northwestern. Now, Iowa yeah. beat, yesterday beat Northwestern 33 to 13, I believe. And, yep. you know, and again, we lost to Northwestern. So if you're looking for hope, and hope is never a plan, by the way, as we all know, um, it doesn't look too rosy out there. I'm I'm sorry to say that. I, yeah. I, and it's tough. Yeah. yeah and I, I think Nebraska needed, they, I mean, to get, bold, like, we do this every single year. You and I, Grandpa, will be, like, sitting at your kitchen table and we'll have our schedule out for Nebraska and we'll go through, okay, where are we winning? Where are we losing? And right. we'll count. We counted Northwestern as a given win. Georgia yeah. Southern as a given win. We thought we yep. might get o- Oklahoma a problem. That's two. That's three losses that we thought might be W's, and yep. that would put us in a bowl right now. Yep. We thought we might have beat Purdue, and I didn't think at the beginning of the year I didn't think Illinois was going to be that as good as they were. I no. think I counted that one as a W. Uh, we probably counted Minnesota as a W. Probably yep. lost to Michigan and Wisconsin and maybe Iowa. Uh, but anyway. You gotta get you gotta win three out of the next four to get a bowl game. Yeah. And yeah, Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa. Uh good luck against Michigan because we've seen what Chase Brown did to Nebraska. Well, yep. Michigan's got two guys that yep. rush for like a hundred something yards every single game. So uh that's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. Nebraska's defense just get run over. Uh we'll we'll see. That's in two weeks, and that's at the big house too. Uh, yeah. in, in in Ann Arbor. That'll be uh fun. But uh Minnesota's coming here on the 5th of November. I mean, Mo Ibrahim's probably going to run all over Nebraska. It just is going to be, can our offense, can we not get behind as fast as we did? And can we finish some drives? Because there were a few, Nebraska, I mean, you you got to capitalize off mistakes uh, and stop making those of your own. So I, I think if they can kind of fix that, we might have a shot at this. Michigan, I'm not. I'm not giving us a chance against Michigan. This Michigan team is legit this year. Last year, they kind of like squeaked into the postseason and then got annihilated by Georgia. This Michigan team is really good this year and uh, actually deserves to be in the college football playoff. And Wisconsin has been getting a lot better without um, Paul Christ there. 
as their coach after they fired him after week five or something like that. And then Iowa, we always play competitive, but it's at Iowa and we haven't won this game in seven years, eight years, something like that. Maybe nine now. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think Nebraska's, I mean, we might get one. I would not be surprised if we lose the next four straight and end the season three and eight again, Yeah, yeah. which unfortunately, but this season, it feels, it feels like a different three and eight than it did uh, last season. Well, it'd be three and nine or so. three and nine. Sorry. Yes. Three and nine. Thank you. Yeah. But it feels um, like a different three and nine than it would, than it did last year. I think it's going to feel a lot different if we get some coach who is, you know, that announced that is will turn heads. And I don't, I, I have my, I have my uh, idea who that might be, but it's anybody who tells you beside uh, Trev Albert is uh, probably not uh doesn't know what he's talking about. So it's all yeah. speculation. And, you know, I just, you hate to go through another four years, you know, because they, this next guy coming up there, they're going to have to give him three. I mean, uh, Mike Riley had three years. Um, Bo, or, uh, uh, Bill Callahan had four years. Um, so it, it's, you it just waste a lot of time. What I was very disappointed in is, Scott Frost and I I've said this before. Maybe I said this on this podcast. I don't remember, but it seems to me that to a coach coming to Nebraska uh, and over a four and a quarter period of time wins 16 games. I think you'd have to go out of your way to be that bad of a coach. I at, at mm-hmm. a, a program like Nebraska's with the history of the fan base, the facilities, um, you'd have to go out of your way. And it sounds like well, with all the rumors coming in that there probably was some of that, that, that we weren't getting a head coach's best shot to lead this program. And that's sad. It's, it, it's, I feel it's yeah. a betrayal in, in yeah. some way too, betrayal to fans, um, just the program. I talk a lot with the former Husker players and, you know, I say, well, why, how do you guys, Oh, it's just terrible. You know, they just, they are so upset, so angry, so frustrated that the the program that they've helped to maintain and, and in some cases build, because I go back to some of those players playing on the first you know national championship team, and it's it hurts them. You know that they they, and that's the sad part about it. You just hate to see this program get to this level. And Mickey, bless his soul, his his brought some excitement, some hope, a slim, a sliver of it. Yeah. But it feels like a lot. It feels like a lot. I think that's why you saw a full house there yesterday. And now I don't know this next Saturday. I don't I mean, I still think that we'll still be there and and there'll be rabid fans and it'll be a glorious football afternoon in Memorial stadium. And you've been there for night games. You've been there. Oh yeah. (laughs) The daytime. I took you to your first game. If you yep. remember that. Yeah. And, uh, and then you were just a little guy, uh, I don't know, five years old, something like that. I yeah, I think so. Five. Yeah. And you were in the back seat, and we didn't even get to I 80. You, you were just crashed. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, we had to leave at the half, which is, yeah, fun. we're playing Colorado. Yeah. We beat them. And that was the last year in the big 10, which was big yeah. 12. Yeah. 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 It was. So you were f- four years old. 2005 you're going on five yeah yep (laughs) wow (laughs) i just i like i I remember watching that game and just like looking out at like i I don't remember 
any specific plays or anything like that. Um, I just remember the atmosphere and like all that and just how exciting that was. But um, I mean, it's still the same. Like you could like I went to the I think three years ago I went to Iowa, Nebraska. Iowa killed us 56 14. But yeah. the beginning of the first quarter of that game, it was like, yay. And, uh, but, uh, I don't know. I, I'd like to go back sometime. We'll, we'll have to see, um, now that I can drive, but I don't know if my mom will let me drive halfway across the country. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not halfway across the country. It was like a seven hour drive, but anyway. Um, I, and so we'll have to see, but, uh, I'll, Listen, I'll try to make on it an airplane. There. I'll pick you up at, at the airport. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no. Sounds good. <laughs> we'll have to plan that sometime. Maybe if, if we play Oklahoma again, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I don't have anything else about this game. Uh, just, I mean, it feels like the season's over, kind of. I mean, yeah, I, I know that there's still four games yeah. left to play, but there's nothing left to play for anymore. I don't think I think they needed if they were if we were to win this game, it'd be like, oh, let's see, like we can we take this and extrapolate it across these next four games yeah. and and build that momentum and maybe get right. a bowl game. But I think that just realistically, um, as much as it hurts me to say, I don't think Nebraska is making a bowl game this year. Um, we'll just have to see. I hope that it get they we get at least one more win. Uh, over these next four games and just maybe we'll beat Iowa. It, honestly, I would be this. I feel like the season would be a decent success yeah. if we beat Iowa because yeah. we haven't beat them yeah. in so long and they're so tough to beat uh, every single year. We, we play them so close. It's always a one score game in these past three years. It's been three or four years have been a one score game. And it's just, it, it's very frustrating to watch because it's like one stupid mistake will lose the game, but uh, we'll have to see this coming up in four weeks. And uh, I think you and I are actually going to be together when we record yeah. a re- review of that, uh, of yep. that one, because I'll be at your house for Thanksgiving. But anyway, um, and well, talk the, about the, the, future. the other, the other thing you were talking about, I don't mean to interrupt you, but yeah, you're no, talking about uh, Northwestern, which we had penciled in as a win Georgia Southern when those were sitting at, five, at minimum five wins and maybe you know, the Purdue game, maybe you sneak out there, then you're sitting here with six wins and you're going in anything above that would be just gravy. But now you're clawing and scratching just to get to six wins. And yeah. mathematically it's still possible, but uh, the odds are certainly against all of us. But anyhow, we yeah. need to say goodbye and we'll catch everyone. Yeah. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell Minnesota fans. Uh, tell them that we're going to bring bring all the Nebraska fans to Memorial Stadium next week and go beat them up. So uh, we'll talk to you guys next week with a review of that Minnesota game. Hopefully we get a win in that one. Uh, I don't know how many we're going to be able to get this past these next four weeks here, but hopefully we get a win there. We'll talk to you guys next week. Go Big Red. Go Big Red.